Hello, this is Yara Starak, the author of the brand new version of the Blog Profits Blueprint and the narrator for this audio edition. If you haven't got the text PDF version of the Blog Profits Blueprint to go along with this audio version, you can get both from www.blogprofitsblueprint.com. When I first released the Blog Profits Blueprint, it was an instant hit and has been downloaded by over 100,000 people since then. The Blueprint was designed to teach people how to make $10,000 per month from a blog that only requires two hours a day to maintain. This new version has been updated to help you deal with the current blogging environment. In particular, I'm going to teach you how to use your blog to make $100,000 a year or more selling digital products and services. I hope you enjoy the new version of the Blog Profits Blueprint. Let's begin. You are welcome to share, transmit, or include this report in training packages or resources that are free or paid, provided you keep it intact as a complete document. No permission from the author is required. Welcome to the Blueprint. Welcome to the brand new version of the groundbreaking Blog Profits Blueprint. When I first released this report in 2007, it went viral. People still come up to me today and tell me how it started everything for them, that I helped put them on the path to a money-making blog. Of course, a lot of things have changed since 2007, which is why I completely rewrote this entire document in 2014. What you hold in your virtual hands is an up-to-date, comprehensive blueprint for creating a profitable blog. I encourage you to carefully read it page by page, section by section, and reread it and listen to the audio version too. I've left nothing out. This is a complete overview of the system I used to make over a million dollars thanks to my blog and how many of my graduate members have gone on to make thousands and even millions of dollars from their blogs too. I truly believe with help from this blueprint, you can kickstart your own blogging career. One day soon, I expect to receive an email from you telling me how your blog has changed your life. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. You must start at the beginning. It's time for you to learn the Blog Profits Blueprint. Here's to your blogging success, Yara Stark, blogmastermind.com. How I discovered blogging. I began blogging in November 2004 as a means to market the internet business I owned at the time. I was told blogs are good for search engine traffic, but that is all I knew about them. As I continued to publish my blog and began my journey in the blogosphere, I came to realize that blogs, while certainly fantastic for search engine traffic, are much more than a mere search engine marketing tool. Blogs are outlets for creativity. Blogs influence people. Blogs are communication devices, educational resources, and sources of entertainment. They connect people, spread ideas, foster friendships, sway political opinion, and report news. Blogs can be almost anything you want them to be, but what I came to experience as a result of blogging is a new way of life. Every day I indulge in a hobby and communicate with like-minded individuals, and best of all, I get paid to do it. How do I get paid? I monetize my blog. Monetization simply means implementing methods of making money from the content you produce on your blog. This process can occur in many ways, and certainly how I do it today is different to the many ways I have made money with my blog in the past. What's important is that the opportunity still exists today to jump on board the blogging bandwagon and get paid for writing about what you love. Blogging as a business, not a job. When I say I am paid to blog, I don't mean I am a paid writer. 
Professional blogging to me is not about looking for freelance writing gigs. It's about building a business, an online asset, and leveraging that asset for cash flow now and long-term value in the future. Blogging in my life is not a full-time occupation, and it doesn't have to be one for you if you do not want it to be. I earn a consistent $10,000 to $30,000 US dollars per month from my blog business. All I need to do to keep my blog working is write for one to two hours every second or third day, sometimes just once a week. I won't lie to you, it's not easy to get to the point where I am, but there is a process you can follow. You do have to work consistently, and most importantly, have the right mental fortitude and attitude to get you there. Who is Yarrow Starak? You might already know me from my blog, entrepreneurs-journey.com. Maybe you have heard me speak on a podcast or at an event, watched one of my videos on YouTube, or seen my name mentioned in another blog, email newsletter, or report. I've made over a million dollars thanks to my blog. While this is an impressive number, I'm more proud of the fact that since 2007, my blog has been my full-time income source. It's consistent and reliable. I started the Entrepreneur's Journey blog in January 2005. Within six months, I was making money from advertising. Shortly after, I promoted other people's products as an affiliate, earning a commission when I made a sale. Within a year, my blog was generating a full-time income, although only just. I wasn't exactly rich. In my second year of blogging, I made two important changes. One, I started an email newsletter from my blog. And two, I began selling digital products I wrote myself. These changes helped me break the $100,000 a year mark from my blog business and by now I was calling it a business. In my fourth year of blogging, I grossed over $500,000, and I did the same again the year after. The great majority of my income has come from selling my own digital products and services. In this blueprint, I focus on teaching you how to create a blog that is specifically designed to sell products and services. The blueprint has been downloaded over 100,000 times, Over 100,000 people signed up for my email newsletter, and each year my blog delivers over 1.5 million page views, according to Google Analytics. I share these numbers with you to show that I am qualified to guide you, but I don't want you to feel that you need to match them. I've learned over the years that smaller audiences of people who really care about your work are more important. It's about quality of relationships, not quantity of hits to your blog. I'm also the founder of the first professional blogging course, blog mastermind. I'm proud to say that my course has more graduates who went on to earn $100,000 or more from their blogs than any other blogging program as far as I know of. I have even coached two people who today own million-dollar blogs. You can listen to some case studies of successful students from my blog mastermind program at entrepreneurs-journey.com forward slash success hyphen stories. I've been featured on top blogs, ProBlogger and CopyBlogger, in publications like Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine, being an expert guest on over 200 podcasts, including leading business podcasts like Entrepreneur on Fire and The Eventual Millionaire. I've spoken at events including the ProBlogger Conference, The Hive, Networks, Elance, Web Strategy Summit, Women in Business, and many more.
Thanks to my blog, I've also had the privilege of connecting with multi-million dollar authors, bloggers, and internet marketers like Tim Ferriss, Rich Sheffrin, John Carlton, Ed Dale, Jeff Walker, Brian Clark, Darren Rouse, Pat Flynn, Mike Filsame, Gideon Shawick, James Shramko, Eben Pagan, Katie Freiling, Maria Andros, Chris Ducker, David Jennings, Pete Williams, Tom Beale, Willie Crawford, Neil Patel, Matt and Liz Rad, Andrew Dale Grant, Noah Kagan, Leslie Samuel, Chris Garrett, John Morrow, Dan Fagella, Andre Chaperone, Jamie Tardy, Natalie Sisson, Lewis Howes, John Lee Dumas, Natalie McNeil, and many, many others. I could continue to name drop and impress you, or perhaps not, with all kinds of claims or throw testimonials at you from people I've helped with blogging, but chances are none of this really matters to you. What's important is that I'm a blogger and I make money from it, and you want to do the same. I'm also the most qualified coach to teach you. Watch how these bloggers make money in a video. I realize for many people who are new to blogging, just getting your head around how exactly blogs make money is a puzzle. With this video, I'd like to answer that question for you. Let me show you exactly how various bloggers, all graduates of my Blog Mastermind program, currently make money from their blogs. You can find this video at entrepreneurs-journey.com forward slash money video. Now it's your turn. Let's get to work starting right at the beginning. This might be a basic question, but it's an important one. What is a blog and why are they so popular? Blogs are websites with a few key differences, namely, number one, blogs began as diaries. Hence, articles are listed in chronological order with the newest article at the top. This is a very consistent element of every blog I have ever come across. Articles are listed with a title followed by the body content, starting at the top of the page with the most recently published article, followed by the next most recent, and so on. This format is a legacy of the journaling aspect of blogging. The term blog is derived from weblog, which essentially means online diary or journal. Diaries have entries made by date, and that is how blog posts work too. An important point to make, despite the diary style history, is that blogs today are not all diaries and are not only about the personal lives of the authors. Some blogs still are the thoughts of one author and can be very personal, and often the best are, but blogs today must have focus. You can talk about your cat or what you had for breakfast, but you have to tie that into the main subject of your blog. Blogs can be about any subject, written by one or many authors, and certainly are not all personal diaries. Personal reflection, opinion, and tone all have a place in blogs, but they must still meet the needs of their target audience. Number two, blogs make it easy to publish online. Traditional websites had one chronic problem that kept everyday people from creating one. They were too technical. Even with sophisticated content management systems, website creation was out of the reach of your average web surfer. Blogs change this. They provide a content publishing system so easy to use that the average net surfer, with some practice, can become a blogger and publish content to the World Wide Web. When content publishing became as easy as writing email, the barriers to entry were lowered enough for it to go mainstream. Hence, we now have a world filled with millions of blogs. Number three, blogs by their nature are updated frequently. Another major problem that plagued traditional websites is their static nature. Many websites never change and appear like a boring online brochure. One of the key reasons for this is the previous point. It was too hard for the average person to add content to a website. 
Many popular sites were updated frequently before blogs came along, but they had the backing of large organizations with technical staff and writers. Until blogs became available, it was hard for an individual with limited technical ability to publish their ideas online. With the publishing barriers lowered, not only could anyone become a content producer, but you could do so as often as you like. As a result, blogs quickly became the most dynamic websites on the internet, with many bloggers publishing multiple times per day. With so much fresh content, blogs became incredibly popular. A spin off effect of this has been the rise of blogs in search engines. Search engines like Google reward sites that publish valuable content on a consistent basis. Blogs, by their nature, do this and so rise high in search engine rankings. Number four, blogs allow people to leave comments, thus beginning the social media revolution. Although it might seem ridiculously simple today, the addition of a comments function, the ability to type into a form and reply to content published on a website, was a huge shift in how the World Wide Web operated. This enhancement turned websites from one way broadcast devices to two way communication tools. Readers can directly communicate with the author of the content, carry on the conversation started by the article, and essentially turn a blog into a community. While newsgroups and forums had allowed people to interact with each other, it wasn't until blog commenting was introduced that virtually every piece of content on the internet became a potential conversation topic. This last point is more powerful than you think, and here's why. Number five, people trust blogs and bloggers because blogging is a conversation. If you combine all the elements I've mentioned the personal journal style of writing, the ease of adding content, and the ability to interact with your readers, you have a formula for a very natural communication tool. Blogs, when written the right way, are considered trusted sources of information. They foster authentic relationships between writer and reader. As evidenced in countless blogs today, some bloggers are perceived as respected experts, regardless of qualifications, based purely on the back of their successful blogs. This final point is the most significant yet subtle element that distinguishes blogs from normal websites. If people come to like and identify with you thanks to your blog, then you have the two ingredients necessary to make money one, trust, and two, distribution. When people trust you, they will buy from you. When you have a way to reach people, you have a platform to build a business from. This is why any person with a passion, a hobby, or a skill, and enough motivation to produce content on a particular topic can build an audience. Much of what I have just explained won't be new to some people, but it lays the groundwork for the rest of this blueprint. If the concept of blog is still a bit blurry for you, head online, find some blogs, and seek examples of the five points I've mentioned so you understand the opportunity that exists. You can start with my own blog, entrepreneurs-journey.com as a classic example of all the points I mentioned. How blogs create the right conditions for profit. The following is a simple three-step summary of how blogs make money. Step one, a person, blogger, creates a website, a blog, that contains value in the form of content that solves problems or entertains. Step two, a visitor finds a blog by following a link from another blog or website through a referral from friends or colleagues via email or in conversation, in the results of a search inquiry, or as is common today, via social media sharing. 
Step three, a proportion of the blog audience is funneled into a mechanism that creates revenue. It might be by guiding the visitor onto an email list that sells products or services, or directing them to click an advertisement that is paid for on a monthly or per click basis, or by clicking an affiliate link that leads to a commission being generated as a result of a product or service sale on another website. In summary, the blogger works to attract attention and then sells that attention to advertisers for a fee or uses that attention to profit from their own product and or service sales. The key variable here is attention. Attention is an engaged human being who trusts what you say on your blog. It is this influence that gives you the potential to make money from blogging. So how does a blogger attract attention? The two key ingredients for attracting attention. The first part of creating attention and traffic to a blog is the age-old advice you will have read over and over again if you study successful blogging. Write good content. The foundation of a great blog is good content. Where people go wrong is determining exactly what good content is, given their goals, and assuming that only good content is enough. It's not. The other key ingredient is marketing. It's through marketing that people find your good content. The blog expert model versus the blog magazine model. In the past 10 years, I have made money from blogs using two distinct business models. As far as I'm concerned, these are the only two different models for making money with blogs today. They are, number one, the expert model, and number two, the blog magazine. During the early days of blogging, the magazine model was the default choice. Today, I believe the expert model is a much better choice, and I'll explain why in a moment. But first, let's make sure you understand the difference. The magazine model. Print magazines make money by selling advertising. The larger their circulation, the more influence they exert over people and the demographics of their readers dictate how much money they make. Blog magazines are essentially the same. The more traffic, circulation they have, the type and quality of that traffic, the reader demographics, and the influence they have over their audience determines profitability. This model relies heavily on large volumes of traffic, and thus large volumes of content. You also have to be very good at breaking news stories in your industry before anyone else. It is very difficult for an individual to make this model work because of the amount of effort required to stay on top of the latest news and produce so many articles day after day. The other weakness of the magazine model is the monetization method. Advertising is low leverage. You earn pennies per visitor, hence you need hundreds of thousands to millions of visitors per month to make it a viable full-time income stream. The expert model. The expert model, sometimes called authority blogging, simply means you use your blog as a platform to demonstrate your expertise or passion for a subject. You don't have to produce mountains of content with this model, nor are you trying to break the latest news like a magazine. You do need high-quality content, but you can publish just once a week and earn a full-time income or more. The reason why this works is the high-leverage monetization strategy. You don't rely on advertising. Instead, you have a range of products and services you sell directly to your audience. Using this model, you can attract 100 customers per year who spend $1,000 a year, and that's over an entire year, so not necessarily all in one purchase, and then you have a $100,000 business. 
It's much easier to find 100 paying customers in a year using a very focused expert blog than it is to attract 10,000 visitors a day to your blog to make enough money from advertising. There is a video I created that further explains the difference between the magazine and expert model of blogging. You can find it at entrepreneurs-journey.com forward slash magazine expert. You need attention and the right business model. I've introduced you to the most important concepts you need to understand before you begin the process of creating your blog. Attention, the fundamental force that allows you to make money from a blog, is attention. Trust, influence, and the power to reach a critical mass of people through online distribution are how blogs are used to build businesses. Content plus marketing. To capture attention, you create high-quality content and then market it so people discover your work. And the model. The expert model of blogging is a better choice for you today because you do not need incredible amounts of content or traffic to make $100,000 or more. Your goal is to create a niche-focused, high-quality blog with a small but highly engaged audience whom you can sell products and services to, earning high profit margins. If all of this seems overwhelming, you are concerned you are not an expert or you do not have any products or services to sell, do not worry, all of these concerns will be addressed later. Now we move on to the next phase of this blueprint. You're going to start putting together the pieces you need to build your successful blog, beginning with the first and most important decision you have to make. What topic will you blog about? How to choose your blog topic. During the early days of blogging, you could start writing about whatever you cared about and people would naturally find you. It's not that easy anymore. Next, experts began preaching the importance of keyword search volume. You have to make sure there are enough people searching about your subject and not too much competition before considering starting a blog on that subject. I don't agree with this formula either. The internet is too crowded today for you to just start writing and hope people will care about your ideas. Keywords, while a useful tool, are far too limited a resource to base your decision on. Today, based on my experience having coached thousands of bloggers and seeing who goes on to make $100,000 or more, I have a good grasp of what criteria matters when choosing a topic for your blog. The two most important questions. Above everything else, I see two questions as the most important when determining a good blog topic. They are, number one, is there money being made by people or businesses in your niche, the money? And number two, can you see yourself from now still interested in the subject you are about to start a blog about, your passion? Topic selection has always been about finding the sweet spot, the convergence between something that you care enough about to get really good at and other people spend money on. Isn't competition bad? Don't try to find a niche with no competition so you can be first to market. While being first in a popular subject is an advantage, the internet has evolved to the point that it's very rare to find a money-making subject that doesn't already have people in it. That's actually a good thing. Competition is a sign of potential. When other people are operating in a market and they are making good money, that means you have the potential to do the same. What you need to do is find a popular, proven money-making subject and then be the first with your unique methods and ideas about that subject. Find the slice, the segment within a market you can own. Go after hungry audiences with the unique solution that only you can provide. Your solution doesn't have to be actually truly original. Original ideas are rare, but you have to frame it as unique to position it against everyone else in the market. 
Your content is unique. Your style and voice are unique. You are unique. And that can be the unique aspect of your solution. Competition is a traffic source. Due to the open and collaborative nature of the internet, with articles shared and syndicated, and everyone hungry for fresh content for their blogs and websites, your competition is often your best source of traffic. One of the key marketing techniques available to you, which I will cover later in this blueprint, is to get your content published on other blogs and websites. If no one else is succeeding in your industry, that's a bad thing. You need their audience to help build your own. Today, a niche that appears empty very likely means it's not actually a viable market. A ghost town is empty for a reason. No one could make a living there. Mastery and wealth comes from the long-term play. The graduates of my coaching programs who have gone on to earn $100,000 or more showed two key characteristics. One, they were in it for the long term. And two, they were not blogging just for the money. If you have read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, you know about the concept of 10,000 hours of practice leading to mastery of a subject. It's that level of long-term immersion that leads to your subject becoming second nature. It becomes a part of who you are as a person. You don't have to be a master of your subject now, but you should care enough about it to want to become one. People who build successful blogging businesses love what they are writing about. Their driving motivation is not just the money. It's about sharing ideas and interacting with other people about the subject they care about so much. Needless to say, the closer you get to mastering your subject, the more money you will make. People pay the most money for the best ideas. It's not about the subject. It's about the people. There is a subtle change I want you to make in how you go about looking for a profitable blog topic. Stop looking for topics and start looking at people. In particular, start looking at the problems people have that are strong enough for them to actively look for solutions. You're trying to identify motivations, the emotions that cause action, and the characteristics that bring groups of people together. Most people are motivated by solving their problems. A profitable blog topic is about people trying to find solutions to their problems and you presenting yourself as the best solution for their unique conditions. Your job is to gain intimate knowledge about these conditions, emotions, and motivations. You might already have some insight because you have lived your blog subject. Maybe you overcame a disease, or excelled at a sport, or cooked a unique type of food, or lost an incredible amount of weight. Your experience gives you the knowledge of what people want and how they feel. You can't know enough about people's behavior. The better you genuinely understand what is going on inside the head of your target audience, the better you can meet their needs. That's enough psychology. Let's find your blog topic. You're probably thinking all this insight into topic selection is great, but how exactly can you translate these ideas into practical research to find your topic? There are two types of reactions people have when it comes to research into a potential topic. One, you know what subject you want to focus on, you're just not sure if there is money in it. How do you validate your subject? And number two, you have no idea what subject to focus on at all, and you have no clue how to even begin the research process to discover one. If you fall into the first option, you have one simple research step. See if you can find anyone else or any existing businesses making money in the niche you are considering. If a business is selling products and or services and appears to have been doing well for a while, then you can bet they are making money. Businesses losing money do not stay in business for long. You can also look for blogs that are succeeding, books about the subject that are selling, magazines that are still in publication, TV programs about the subject. 
Any sign of commercial activity about your subject is a good sign. If you are completely lost. If you fall into option two and have no clue whatsoever about a potential topic, then you have a two-step research process. Your first step is a reflection and self-assessment process. You have to identify any experiences, studies, or achievements you have that could be the basis for your blog topic. Review your hobbies, passions, things you do from week to week, things you read, listen to, or watch. Account for any significant experiences you have lived through, rewards you have won, or qualifications you have gained. Have you traveled overseas? Do you collect something or participate in a sport or a club? Have you worked in a particular area that you know really well? Do you have a strong desire to learn something new, which can also become the topic of your blog? If your initial passion list is not sufficient for topic ideas, you can branch out and research online. Browse through online stores like Amazon.com and the auction site eBay.com and the marketplace Alibaba.com and you can easily find what is currently selling. Meetup.com and Eventbrite.com can show you what topics are bringing people together for events. Spend some time at your local newsstand or library browsing magazines. The magazine rack is a listing of all the different niches with significant audience size, enough to at least support a magazine. See what other bloggers are writing about and enjoying success with and start a blog that covers a sub-niche of their topic. For example, the topic of travel can break down into specific countries or specific types of travel, skiing, historical cities, tropical islands, or specific target audiences, backpackers, retirees, luxury travel. All markets break down into smaller niches if there is enough demand, with each new area catered to by a more specialized provider. There's no reason why you can't start a blog that is the best on just one aspect of a topic. Instead of cars, you can cover BMWs or convertibles. Instead of losing weight, you cover fat loss for bodybuilders. Instead of dating, you cover online dating for the over 50. Most topics can be broken down over and over into smaller niches, for example from fashion to shoes to shoelaces. Pick one aspect of a topic and make the best blog there is about just that aspect. As an added benefit, it's easier to monetize tightly focused blogs because you get a very specific type of reader who is searching for a very specific type of information. There are literally hundreds of untapped blog topic ideas out there. You just have to find them. The three mega niches. Remember how I said one of the key indicators to look for are other people making money. Almost all successful information businesses on this planet fall into one of the three mega niches. Evan Pagan, a multi-million dollar information marketer, came up with the term mega niches, which can be used as a very simple way to look for money making topics for blogs. The three mega niches are 1. Dating and relationships, 2. Health and wellness, 3. Money and finance. If you are dealing with human beings, and we all are, then these are the three areas in our lives that we spend most of our time, energy, and the most importantly when it comes to a business, our money on. You will note that these three top-level subject areas all relate to our core human needs. If you have studied Anthony Robbins' materials before, or you went through Maslow's hierarchy of needs at school, you will no doubt recognize them. Our primary needs for health, food, shelter, love, and recognition are all met within these three mega-niches. Hence, that is where the money is to be made. If you can help someone recover from a chronic injury or illness, attract the opposite sex, or get out of debt, you can make money online. The fourth mega niche, irrational passions. 
There's also a fourth top-level niche category to add to this list, affectionately referred to as our irrational passions. As society emerged beyond striving for survival to having excess resources thanks to technology advancement, humans have become rabid consumers. Today we spend a considerable amount of money on things we don't need. For example, money spent on sports, fashion, cars, travel, electronics, and entertainment have moved well beyond meeting our needs to simply wants and desires. Anything that people are rationally passionate about, from shoes to the local football team to video games and movies, are potentially lucrative blog topics. People, and a lot of people, spend a lot of money on them. Now go find your blog topic. I've provided more advice on blog topic selection than any other subject in this blueprint because I want you to get this right. You have to. Everything else depends on it. You have insight into this decision from all angles. You know the important questions to ask yourself, what kind of research to do, and how to do it. Next, we move on to the foundations of what makes for a quality blog. I'm going to teach you how to become a content and marketing master. Content plus marketing equals traffic. Once you have selected your topic, the next step is to work on the two foundation elements of a successful blog I introduced you to earlier. One is content and two is marketing. I teach two core principles that are essentially all you need to know about how to build a successful blog, pillar content and communication channels. Pillar content, or sometimes called pillar articles, are the foundation of a good blog. This content is the reason why people read your blog in the first place. Content is the value you offer to the public. It attracts attention and engages an audience. Communication channels are what bring people to your pillar content. Good marketing is essentially good communication. Looking at marketing as building communication channels, pathways and lures to bring people to your blog is a simple way to understand this idea. The main reason the majority of blogs never build significant traffic and thus never make significant profit is because most bloggers are poor marketers. If you just follow the advice, write good content, you are not going to succeed. You also need to learn how to market your work. Now let's look at how you can implement these two concepts to build a successful blog. First, let's look at content formats. What is a pillar? A pillar is blog content, usually an article, which does some very important things. It will bring in a rush of new readers and backlinks, other sites linking to your blog. It will continue to bring in more readers over time as you and other people refer and share it, even though it may be buried in the archives of your blog. Eventually, it will bring in traffic from search engines, and this is largely because so many other web pages link to it. You can list it in a separate area, like a start guide or an articles page, with all your other pillar articles so your best content can easily be accessed and your value clearly demonstrated. It is good enough to be repurposed into other content, like a report or email course, or even compiled together and turned into a product you can sell. It is not time-dependent often called evergreen, so in a year from now, it will still be relevant. How do you create pillar content? There is no exact formula for producing an article that will become a pillar. However, there are definitely some key characteristics you can work on. You may be surprised when articles you write become pillars when you didn't expect it, or the reverse, when you pour your heart out into a great article and it doesn't do much for your traffic at all. Here are typical pillar article concepts that you can post to your blog. Generally speaking, these formats are more likely to lead to pillar content outcomes. 
If you prefer video, I also have a five-minute clip from a presentation I did many years ago to introduce people to the pillar concept. You can find this at entrepreneurs-journey.com forward slash pillar content. Number one, the how-to article. This is a staple pillar article concept. Think about your industry and write an article that teaches how to do something in it. Only write how-to articles on topics you generally understand how to do and have experience with. Some examples. If you blog about a certain type of dog breed, write about how to choose the right dog food. If you help real estate agents get customers from the internet, write how to use Facebook as a marketing tool, especially for real estate agents. If you blog about how to publish a fiction novel, produce a how-to guide on approaching publishers. If you blog about how to start dating again after a divorce, create a how-to guide on where to meet people. If you blog about how to make money on foreign exchange trading, create a beginner's how-to guide about online trading services. It should be clear which how-to topics are popular and relevant to your audience and which you feel capable of explaining well. Remember to tell a story if you can. 2. The List Article You have no doubt seen many list posts on blogs. The usual titles are Top 7 Ways To or 10 Tips To Improve, etc. They often spread like wildfire all over the internet, and there's a good reason why. Lists are easily digested by human beings. It's been tested and proven that articles in the 300 to 700 word range with clear dot point bulleted lists and a compelling headline are good traffic pullers. In this case, it's all about simplicity of consumption for people with short attention span, which today is most web surfers. Bear in mind that while a 400-word article might equate to the average attention span of the casual web surfer looking for procrastination entertainment while bored of their job, if you are building an expert-based authority blog, you can and should produce longer list articles. A top 50 list with plenty of pictures that you spend a little bit of extra time putting together can do a whole lot more for your traffic than a short list post with no substance. 3. The Definition Article Many industries have key concepts which new readers won't know. If a concept is complicated, produce a pillar article that defines the concept, clearly explaining what it means and how it can be implemented. It may seem simple and obvious to you, but remember, you are an expert in your field, so explain it to the beginners in simple terms and tell a story as an example. A glossary definition page is a good pillar article. If there are a handful of key concepts in your industry, write an article that lists the concepts and provides a one-paragraph definition of each. A resource page like this is a good reference piece and often referred back to by other bloggers and websites. You may be wondering, why bother doing this if most terms are already defined elsewhere on the web at sites like Wikipedia? It's okay to link to other websites for definitions, especially in the short term when you're just getting things set up, but it's a lot better if you write your own definitions. Creating your own definitions keeps readers on your blog, increases your page views, the total number of pages of your blog readers view, and visitor length, how long readers stay at your blog. You can also describe a concept in your own words, using your own unique story and voice. This helps to build credibility, trust, and cement your expertise. It's always smarter to include your own version of a definition if you are capable of explaining a term or concept, rather than link to other sites and drive traffic away from your blog. 4. A Technical Blueprint 
A technical blueprint is similar to a how-to article, but is focused on the technical aspects of a problem. Technology-focused bloggers are good at blueprint pillar articles because they love to use graphs, spreadsheets, and images to demonstrate how to do something. A technical blueprint is a step-by-step, visually enhanced article demonstrating exactly how to complete a task. Often the pictures tell the story more than the words do. Designers and programmers use this style of blog post to show how they code a website, design an image using Photoshop, code software, or simpler activities like attach a file to an email. You can apply the principle to almost any industry that has common tasks which may be complex to understand. In this case, it's more about the imagery and less about the story. 5. Present a theory or argument and a strong opinion. If you blog about politics, current events, economics, philosophy, or any topic that triggers healthy debate, use your blog as a platform for your theories. Strong opinion is a staple of good blogging. You don't want to sit on the fence. You need to tell people what you really think. Conflict spreads, so don't be afraid to be controversial, provided you can justify your theories. The important thing here is to present some unique thought. Give your opinion on a major issue in your industry or on a mainstream topic that your readers take an interest in. Don't be afraid to jump on the bandwagon of a popular subject. If a celebrity just did something controversial that's a hot topic and you can relate it to your blog, write an article. 6. Create a significant resource or article series. This is one of my favorite pillar concepts. I recommend it to all my coaching members as the first articles they publish to their blogs. You start by planning a series of blog posts. They can be articles, audios, or videos, or all three, depending on what content format you prefer. The key is that each piece of content connects to the next in a series. You are creating a super how-to resource. Your goal is to produce a free introductory A to Z guide on a core problem your audience needs to solve. You might require 5 to 10 articles to really cover everything, but that's a good thing. You shouldn't hold back. You can use those articles as a start guide you list on your blog navigation bar, or use it as an email course, sending people to each article in the series after they sign up for your email list. You can collect and collate the articles into one document and create a free PDF report. If you add pictures, a table of contents, and a nice cover graphic, you have your first key significant resource, which again can be used as an incentive for signing up to your email list. Really good reports go viral. This blueprint you are now listening to is one such example. You can literally reach hundreds of thousands or even millions of people just because you decide to write a series of high-quality blog posts. 7. Use multimedia to reach all modalities of learning. All human beings have a dominant modality for learning. The four modalities are 1. Visual, seeing, 2. Auditory, listening, 3. Tactile, touching, and 4. Kinesthetic, participating. When it comes to blog content, those four learning preferences break down into people who like to read, who like to listen to audio, who like to watch an instructional video, and those who want to actively participate in a live presentation. Since every person has a dominant preference, they are more likely to ignore content not presented in it. Your best chance of satisfying a majority is to provide content in all the formats you can. Written articles, podcast audios, video presentations, interactive webinars. Blog posts that include pictures, graphics, infographs, charts, mind maps, and drawings do better. 
In an ideal world, every piece of content you publish would be available as an article, a downloadable MP3, and a YouTube video they can watch. This is difficult to achieve, especially if you want to maintain a high standard of quality across all formats. I recommend in every blog post you create, always include at least one other piece of multimedia content. Every article should have a picture. Every podcast should have a PDF transcript so the readers can benefit too. If there is a relevant YouTube video you can embed in a post, do it, even if you embed other people's videos. That's completely legal. Action step. Plan your first pillar article. I want you to stop for a moment, take a break from listening to this blueprint, get out a notepad or tablet, and plan your first pillar content. Review the seven pillar concepts I just revealed to you and apply them to generate ideas for your first blog articles. It should be exciting to generate ideas for your blog. I've been doing it for 10 years and I still love to scribble down notes for articles to write. Once you have your ideas down, it's time to move on to the next phase. The money comes from subscribers, your email list. Before we move on to traffic generation, I need to point out a distinction you must grasp if you are going to succeed as a profitable blogger. You make the majority of your money from subscribers. Subscribers are people who have been exposed to your work and enjoyed it enough so much that they have signed up for more. They say yes to your offers, become customers, members and raving fans willing to pay to be involved with you. It might be older technology, but today email is still the dominant format to keep in touch with subscribers. As long as we all pay attention to our emails, this is not going to change. Your email list is as important, if not more important, than your blog. Together, they are the perfect tandem combination. Your blog captures attention, builds trust, and convinces people to subscribe to your email list. Your email list is a direct line of communication to your subscribers. You send a message and people pay attention to it, click the links and buy your products. To gauge the success of your marketing efforts, you should look at how many people visit your blog and more importantly, how many join your email list. How to turn blog visitors into email subscribers. Before you head out and promote your blog to build traffic, it is important you set up what is called an email opt-in form. There is a picture of my very first email opt-in form from my blog that I used in 2006 on page 40 of the PDF version of the Blog Profits Blueprint. An email opt-in form is a sign-up form on your blog where a visitor can enter their email to sign up to your email list. You have no doubt seen many such email opt-in forms on blogs and websites. The biggest mistake I made with my own blog was waiting an entire year before adding an email opt-in form to create an email list. I can only imagine how many visitors came to my blog who never came back during that first year. If they joined my email list, then I would have had a way to stay in touch. I don't want you to make the same mistake I did. You must have an email opt-in form on your blog from day one, so any effort you put in to bring traffic to your blog is not wasted. How to convince people to sign up for your email list. To convince a visitor to your blog to join your email list, you have many options. It's easy to get confused, so to keep things straightforward, I am only going to tell you the three most important factors. One, what you offer as an incentive to join your email list. A good opt-in form works because the offer made directly appeals to the needs of your visitors. This is why it's important to know what your audience really wants. If a woman wants to lose 10 pounds in a month to look good on her wedding day, then offer a free email course that gives her the eating plan and exercises to do it. Two, 
How you present that offer in the headline and copy the words. Not only do you have to know what your audience wants, you have to make sure you convey your offer in clear and compelling language. This is where the headline on your opt-in form comes in. For example, how to lose 10 pounds in 30 days to look perfect on your wedding day. Enter your email and I will send you a free 5-day email course with specific eating and exercise plans for wives-to-be in the lead-up to the big day. 3. Where you place the opt-in form on your blog. Your great offer with a powerful headline is presented in your opt-in form, placed at the top of your blog. It can also be in your sidebar, in your blog footer, and as a pop-up form. There is an example of a pop-up opt-in form I ran on my blog to offer this blueprint you are now listening to on page 42 of the text version of the Blog Profits Blueprint. In my experience, the top header area on my blog and a pop-up form attract the most subscribers. I don't have the space in this blueprint to cover copywriting or what makes for good opt-in form design. I go into this in more depth inside my Blog Mastermind Coaching Program. At this stage, I suggest you keep things simple. Have some kind of opt-in form on your blog, put it right at the top of your blog design, and offer a free email course, which can feature links to your best blog post to begin with. You could also offer a series of videos or audios or a free report or multiple formats to connect with more people. The format isn't nearly as important as the three elements above, the offer, the headline, and the placement of your opt-in form. So focus on those three. Communication channels, the pathways to traffic. Once you have pillar content on your blog and an email opt-in form with a compelling offer and a good headline, you can begin the next phase to attract people and show them how amazing your content is. This is when marketing is crucial. And as I mentioned previously, blog marketing is all about building communication channels. A communication channel is a way of flagging the attention of a person, an internet surfer, and convincing them to take action, usually clicking a link on another website or in an email that leads to your blog. There are limitless tactics you can implement to build communication channels, from the quick and easy to the complex and time-consuming. Have you ever heard the phrase, you get what you pay for? This phrase applies very well to blog marketing. Things that are easy to do are not powerful. Things that take more time and effort, generally, are more rewarded with better traffic. Here's a brief example. Traffic tactic, leave comments on other blogs. It's well known that leaving comments on other blogs is a method of attracting people to your blog. Each comment you leave has a link back to your blog. All you need to do is spend a few seconds, write a sentence or two, and ta-da, you have your first communication channel leading back to your blog. That's an easy tactic, and consequently, a lot of people do it. Comments are everywhere, and while they are certainly an integral part of the blogging phenomenon, the effectiveness of commenting as a marketing tool is poor. They send a trickle of traffic at best. Traffic tactic. Write a 30-page free report and release it on your blog, then email other bloggers to let them know about it. A powerful technique is to spend a week writing a comprehensive report, release it on your blog, and email a copy to several bloggers you have a relationship with. The results can vary, but if all goes well, a lot of other blogs will link to your blog to recommend the report, driving a surge of new readers. If your blog is set up right, you will convert many first-time visitors into regular readers and subscribers. Boom, you have an instant audience. If something takes longer to produce and requires a more significant investment of resources, fewer people will do it, but your efforts will stand out if you do it. There's a relationship between quality and effort. 
In most situations, something you spend a week on will be better than something you spend a day on. That's obvious, but it's important to make this point. There's also one other factor that can really make a difference to your marketing. What is new or counterintuitive cuts through noise. By now you're thinking about a quality resource you could create, pour your energy into, and then use to market your blog and build traffic. That's great. Before you dive in though, I want you to factor in one of the most important concepts for successful marketing. What is new or counterintuitive gets the most attention. Content formats or subjects that are already well covered or yesterday's news will not attract attention. When you create something amazing as a marketing piece for your blog, make sure you are presenting new ideas, a new way of looking at things, a new presentation format, or a counterintuitive idea. You might have a new way to solve a problem, or you can present your ideas in a format people have not seen before. For example, webinars are still new for many industries. Counterintuitive means you go against accepted practice. Everyone says that eating less helps you lose weight. What if you said that you had a way to eat more and lose weight? That's going to grab attention. New or counterintuitive ideas do not stay so for long. You have to strike first if you want the big results. Bear in mind that what is established in one industry might be new in yours. You just have to be first for the people you are trying to reach. Small streams and big rivers. Before I list the specific activities I have done to build traffic to my blog, you need to understand the two categories I use to explain why some techniques work well and others produce mediocre results. As I said before, blog marketing is about communication channels, and to simplify things, I categorize communication channels into two groups, little and big, or the more visual labels, streams and rivers. Examples of little communication channels are leaving comments in other blogs, posting in forums, uploading articles to sites like ezinearticles.com, sharing content on Facebook and sending Twitter tweets when you have not spent time to build up a following, or adding your blog link to free directories. All these techniques may result in some traffic, but on average, and for most people, they never result in anything significant. You can get results with these easy techniques by working on them ceaselessly day after day. This is like adding 1 plus 1 plus 1 when you are trying to count to a million, a slow and frustrating process. When I first started my blog, I built a foundation made up of little streams of traffic. This process taught me a lot, but it was frustrating to see my traffic statistics grow so slowly. What really made me excited was when one of my little streams of traffic led to a river, a flood of traffic coming in a short period when I opened up a big communication channel. Big traffic can come from events like a popular blog featuring your content, when someone with a large email newsletter shares your article, or an influencer with a significant social media following shares your content with their followers. A flood of traffic can come when you are interviewed on a popular podcast, or your YouTube video goes viral, or when you gain coverage on a television program or radio talk show. These are much larger sources of exposure, big communication channels, the rivers. The problem for most bloggers is that they start off without access to big communication channels. People with an existing celebrity status get access to big communication channels as soon as they start blogging. Remember how I said attention is the force that powers blogs? Celebrities in our culture get more attention than any other people. You can buy big communication channels by spending money on advertising or publicity. There are smart ways to get publicity without spending big. Guerrilla marketing is all about doing just that but it can be a hit and miss activity. I'm going to assume you are not famous and don't have cash to burn to get traffic to your blog. 
That doesn't mean you can't tap into powerful sources of traffic through big communication channels. You just need to learn how to get some leverage. The key to your growth, leverage and compounding. Let's say you presently have 100 subscribers. When you publish a new blog article, you can reach out and inform these people. If you're lucky, one of those 100 people owns a popular blog or has an email newsletter with 5,000 subscribers and decides to link to your amazing article. Then bam, you just hit a bigger communication channel and you grow your readership significantly. Needless to say, that is not a likely outcome, especially with such a small base of people to begin with. Once you have thousands of subscribers, you have a better chance of hitting a big communication channel since your existing leverage is greater. That's why the biggest blogs grow quickest. They have great leverage in the form of their existing audience. Your audience is your best marketing. Once you have 1,000 subscribers and you post a great pillar article, those 1,000 people act as potential new little and big communication channels. They can help you spread your content through social media, possibly write about your article on their blog or email newsletter, link to your content in a forum post, or talk about your blog to a friend. Compound effects. Most bloggers just starting out do not have access to large sources of traffic to begin with. Hence, it is always hardest when you first start. The strategy to apply is what I call a success ladder. You build your audience step by step, leveraging each previous success to create new success. Your traffic growth might be small day by day, adding 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 3 new readers, slowly climbing the ladder until one day you hit a big break. Suddenly you tap into a bigger source of traffic, maybe not life-changing traffic, but enough to add 100 new subscribers one day, then 90 the next, then 40 the day after. The sudden burst of growth will die down, but you won't settle back to only adding 2 or 3 new readers a day. It will be 5 or 10 because you opened up a larger source of traffic that keeps flowing and has a runoff effect. Once you get to your first 100 subscribers, it's just that little bit easier to get to your next 100. Each time you tap into a big source of traffic, you will add a new chunk of readers to your base audience, making it even easier to get your next big source of traffic. This is the result of compound effects, and it applies just as well to blog marketing as it does to saving money in the bank. It is through compounding of the traffic you attract from multiple communication channels that you increase your leverage and access to even greater sources of traffic. How I grew my blog traffic when I first started. You're no doubt wondering what traffic techniques I use when my blog was brand new. I'll give you the exact answer. I left comments on a handful of blogs related to my own. I participated in two forums about similar topics to my blog. I wrote guest articles for other blogs and websites. I networked with a handful of bloggers in my industry who were leaders or on their way to becoming leaders. I started a podcast releasing audio content to go with my articles. I wrote a short report about internet business, not this particular blueprint you're listening to now. I also wrote new blog posts like crazy, at least one per day, five days a week. What I did back when I started my blog to grow traffic is not what you should do today. Things have changed. When I started, there was no social media, no Facebook, no Twitter, no YouTube. Google was much easier to rank in, hence I attracted free traffic from search results simply because I published daily content. Things were also a lot less crowded back then, which in some ways was good, less competition, and in some ways bad, not nearly as many people using the internet. Here's what you should do today. 
This is how you can apply the techniques I used, but adjusted for today's blogging environment. I do not recommend writing articles every day, but instead focus on quality over quantity, as I outlined in the pillar content section of this blueprint. One amazing article with multimedia will do more than five short news posts. I call this the punch less often but harder principle. Guest blogging, the way I did it, is still very effective. The most important thing is you put in effort to produce amazing content for others to publish and you are strategic about which publications you target. And there's more on this coming up later in the audio. Writing free reports and other epic content pieces, I call this lead content inside my blog mastermind program, still works well. You need a few really powerful key resources on your blog that are worth sharing. Podcasting has grown significantly since I started using audio on my blog. It is still an incredibly good traffic technique, but like blogging, it has become crowded. You have to do more than just create a podcast. You have to put in just as much time to market it. Networking with your peers still really matters. In fact, for a new blogger, you need this even more today because your best source of traffic is other people's traffic. The traffic fundamentals that work year after year. I began blogging early, 2004 to be exact. I started my first money-making website in the very early days, 1999, so I had been in this game for a long time. I created the first professional blogging course in 2007 and have coached thousands of bloggers since then. I know what worked 10 years ago, 5 years ago, last year, and today. I have seen what is effective across all kinds of different topics. I have coaching members in diverse niches, from treating acne to skiing, helping with ADHD to sports betting, BMX bikes, real estate, book publishing, TV production, speed reading, fitness training, and home recording studios. All of these people are making money, from 80000 a year to millions of dollars. None of these results are possible without traffic. So what traffic techniques do all these amazing bloggers use in today's environment? Let's find out. What traffic technique do new bloggers use today? All new bloggers rely on one core technique to build their audience. I call this the get published technique. It's a simple idea. Your purpose is to get your content published on other media. This can be other blogs and websites, podcasts, videos, on TV, radio, in a magazine, talking on stage, and shared on social media. The concept is a lot like fishing. You need to go to the places where the right kind of fish are and then present them with something incredibly tempting to eat. Here are some simple examples of getting published. When you write an article for another blog, you get exposure to their audience, helping to build your name and brand, and of course, a link back to your blog. When you're interviewed on another person's podcast, you get to tell your story, share your powerful ideas, and mention your blog website address. When you write a report that another person shares in their email newsletter, you get exposure to their audience, and of course, they link to your blog as the place to get the report. Your objective is to go where your audience are and present them with something they want. First impressions count. You only get a few small windows of exposure to new audiences, especially when you are just starting. It's absolutely vital when you produce content that will appear on another person's site that you do an incredible job. When you get a chance to make a first impression, put your best foot forward. Search engine traffic. 
The added benefit of the get published technique when you do it well is it will also help you to rank in search engines like Google in the long term. Every time your content is published on another website or blog, a link back to your blog is included. The websites you focus on are similar to yours since you want the right type of audience. Over time, you're going to accumulate more and more links from high quality sites that are theme relevant to yours. This is exactly what Google wants to see. Your search rankings can't help but improve if you focus on getting published as your core marketing technique. How do you convince others to share your work? You might be thinking, that's great. I understand getting out there and getting published is what I need to do. But how on earth do I convince other website owners to publish my content? Unless you are already well known, no one is going to invite you to be a guest on a podcast interview or to write an article for their blog. This is why it's absolutely critical you begin to build relationships from day one. No blogger is an island. The power of relationships. The first big traffic breaks I received came from popular blogs linking to my blog. Why do they link to me? For two reasons. One, I made some proactive form of contact with the blogger through email or a Skype conversation and then did something to get their attention. Two, I wrote an article worth linking to. The very first major traffic spike I received, effectively doubling my traffic at the time, was from a guy you might know well, Darren Rouse and his problogger.net blog. Darren linked to the early parts of my business timeline, a multi-part article series I wrote reviewing all the different businesses I had run in the past. Why did Darren link to that article? I made an initial contact with him when I first came across his blog so he knew I existed. It helped that we are both Australians, but all I did was say hello via email, which led to a brief Skype chat. From that point on, Darren kept an eye on my blog, and when I posted something he thought was interesting to his audience, he linked to it. This is a classic case of establishing a peer relationship. It's important to note that Darren was not as famous as he is today. Just saying hello to him via email now is not going to work, but it did work when we were both just getting started. People need to know you exist for you to have a chance of gaining exposure on someone else's blog, website, podcast, YouTube video, or social media channel. Step one is forming a relationship with the right person, the gatekeeper. Find a doorway. Who are the gatekeepers? Some blogs have a clear process for submitting content. Others do not allow any content from outside contributors. And some feature content from outside writers, but do not make it easy to find out how to submit something. Regardless of any official policy, the smartest approach is for you to focus on getting in with the gatekeepers, the people who can open a door to you contributing, or who can directly feature you in content on another website, like another blogger or journalist, for example. Even if a blogger website does not allow content from outside contributors, that doesn't mean you can't feature in some content they publish. For example, your blog article or free report or video could be linked to from within a relevant article on their blog. You can be interviewed on a podcast. A journalist might refer to you as an expert about a certain topic and link to your blog in a news article. You could be included in the top 10 list on another blog or news website. Something special you are doing or have done could be the feature story for an entire article. Over the years, I've experienced everything I just mentioned. The great thing about experiencing a moment of exposure on a popular site is how it leads to a runoff of more exposure on other sites. A good story will circulate, provided there is the right incentive to share it. 
This is why marketing your blog is a lot like the traditional process for getting publicity. Find your hook, your story, your angle, and the right people to share it, and you can build your audience quickly. The inner circle. I'll let you in on a little secret. Your best chance of getting exposure on another website is to do something that qualifies you for the inner circle of the gatekeeper who controls the content schedule. How do you get into the inner circle? You have two ways. One, you become friends, or at least create a more personal connection. And two, you do something that invokes the law of reciprocity. There are layers of people in an inner circle, from family and spouses to close friends, casual friends, acquaintances, to people who have some name recognition in the industry. You have your own inner circle right now made up of people in your family, your closest friends, colleagues, casual acquaintances, and people you know from your industry. You listen to these people and ignore others. Your goal is to break into the inner circle of the gatekeeper, the person who can expose you to their audience. They might be a blogger in charge of their own popular blog, or an editor or journalist who writes for a large news blog or website, or the creator of a popular podcast or YouTube channel, or a person with a large social media following. You know how to make friends, right? A good place to start is to attend events. A face-to-face -face conversation at a networking event or conference makes things much more personal. Sometimes just sending an email is enough to kick things off, or having a text conversation on Skype, or a back-and-forth at-reply interaction on Twitter can do it. Another way is to interview prominent people on your podcast, since you get a chance to speak to them one-on-one. -on -one. one of the best ways to build relationships is to seek out connectors, people you know who can introduce you to people you want to know. Peer recommendations are great because you get implied credibility. The Law of Reciprocity The other way to get into the inner circle of someone is to do something that makes the gatekeeper indebted to you in some way. You don't have to be malicious about it. Just be helpful and you will build up a lot of goodwill. One way to immediately gain the attention of a gatekeeper is to purchase their products or services. If a blogger or podcaster sells products or services, if you become their customer, they immediately pay more attention to you. And trust me, I know this from experience. Another powerful technique is to become an affiliate and sell lots of product for a leader you are trying to get in touch with. I've been able to enjoy exposure and other benefits from well-known internet marketers like Rich Sheffern, Jeff Walker, and Evan Pagan because I've sold thousands of dollars worth of their products. I was also able to get on the radar of people like Mike Vilsame and John Reese because my content ranked highly for their name. If you control search results about someone or something, you have a lot of power. You might not be in a position to control search results or make a lot of affiliate product sales, but that doesn't mean you can't leverage the law of reciprocity. All you have to do is find out what someone is trying to do or a problem they are facing and then help them. Perhaps they need help finding a good web designer, or they need to connect with someone you know, or they require some kind of service that you can provide. Be helpful and you will find yourself in the inner circle. Start with your blogging peers. The more popular a person is, the harder it is to reach them. You might be tempted to shoot for the stars because you think just one moment of exposure on a top blog will lead to your big break. Sadly, that's not the case. You're much more likely to build an audience through a series of smaller breaks, connecting with people who are more likely to reply to you because they are not inundated with requests. A smart practice is to find motivated new people, people who are doing great things in your industry or related industries, but are somewhat undiscovered right now. 
They might have an audience that is growing and it's only going to get bigger over time, but they are not so big that they don't reply to you. Make friends with your peers as I did with Darren Rouse when we were both starting. You can rise up the ranks together. Build your brand and exposure will follow. The beautiful thing about focusing on relationships and slowly building your exposure is how it helps you to create a profile online. You start to become known for something. When you get the attention of one blogger and they publish something about you or by you, their entire network learns about you. Not only do you get attention, you receive an implied or direct recommendation. This is a key factor because the recommendation creates credibility, which results in more attention sent your way. What can give you instant credibility? More doors will open to you when you can lead with something significant you have created or achieved. If you can say you published a best-selling book or achieved something unique like visited every country in the world, as Chris Gillibu did, for example, or you were seen on a popular television show, anything to demonstrate credibility will help. Here are some example credibility tools you can leverage that will make it much easier to get exposure for your work. 1. A high-quality free report. Some free reports have been downloaded and read by more people than best-selling books and thus make their authors famous. Human Cloud wrote a popular article, How to Be Creative, which was made into a free report that was downloaded over a million times. In turn, that report made Hugh's blog, Gaping Void, incredibly popular. The blueprint you are now listening to was a key door opener to a lot of exposure for me. I emailed many bloggers when I first released the Blog Profits blueprint. Rather than try and convince them I was good at what I did, I let the blueprint do the talking for me. 2. Published author status A book is a great door opener. Of course, everyone is publishing a book these days, so it helps if your book has some other kind of credibility to go with it. If it's already a bestseller, that helps. If you have a celebrity endorsement or a powerful story behind the creation of the book, that can open doors too. One of the best ways to use a book is to conduct a book launch campaign, as Tim Ferriss did. If you can get one well-known blogger to agree to write about it, you can use their support to gather support from others. 3. A top social media profile. If you put in the work to build a following on any social media platform, from YouTube to Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, you can use this result as a door opener. People respect results. People want to know how you got the results. Simply saying you have 100,000 followers on Twitter or a million views on YouTube can be enough to open a door to an interview or contribution to another site. 4. Previous fame or experience. If you have a claim to fame or an achievement, anything that is a unique story, it can be leveraged to open doors to more exposure. One of my coaching clients went through a near-death experience due to heart failure while on a subway in New York. He only survived because he happened to be riding the train with two people who knew how to pump his heart long enough for paramedics to arrive with the equipment necessary to get his heart going again. This story was turned into a TV commercial and thus my client has become a tiny bit famous. His focus today is improving his own health and using his story and journey to help others improve their health. Do you have a claim to fame or an experience you can draw upon as a story to drum up exposure? 5. Celebrity Connections Celebrities and leaders are instant credibility creators and attention magnets. If you have been on Oprah or previously worked on Obama's campaign or you were the coach of a sporting star, any kind of connection to someone well-known can open doors for you. 6. Results and Statistics As I mentioned earlier, results matter. Any kind of success matters, especially if society values it. 
For example, if you have created some well-known software, built and sold a startup, were a top manager in a big company, were part of a team that did some groundbreaking research, designed a building or a bridge or an engine for an airplane, can bake award-winning desserts, have been married for 50 years or more, got out of debt within six months, and on and on. Any impressive and desirable result, especially if you can back it up with numbers or awards, is a brilliant door opener to exposure. 7. Associate with the right friends. I remember the first time I heard this quote from Jim Rohn, a well-respected but now deceased personal development speaker. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I was told that if you find your five closest friends and add up how much money they make per year, then divide by five to find the average, that is likely how much money you make. I am not sure if any conclusive studies have ever been conducted to verify this, but the concept makes a lot of sense to me. Your ability to grow your blog is heavily influenced by the quality of people around you. They motivate you through their own achievements and can be gateways to opportunities for your growth. Without quality people around you, you will struggle. Your message and your messengers. I'll end this section on how to grow your blog audience with one overall concept. Your success as a blogger comes down to how well you refine your message, the value you represent, and your ability to find the right messengers to bring that message to your audience, your access to distribution channels. The more profound, rewarding, compelling, and on target your message, the easier it is for you to attract attention. When you have a great message for a specific group of people and you present it using compelling formats with powerful credibility, it's so much easier to convince gatekeepers to share it. Your job is to decide what is your best message, what is the most powerful solution to a pressing problem you can offer, which you can wrap up into a story and then use to get coverage and exposure on other sites. One word of warning, it's hardest at the start. You're going to feel the most confused, the most lost, and your message will be the least refined in the beginning. Consequently, you're going to face the most rejection when you head out there and ask people to share your work or to contribute to their website so you can get some traffic back to yours. However, as you get better at this, refine your message and build up your credibility, you will find that more and more people come to you. One day, you will be in a situation where you never have to ask for exposure anymore. Instead, you can pick and choose from all the doors people open up for you because you're in so much demand. Coming up next, we move on to the final piece of the puzzle for creating a profitable blogging business the money. Let's take a look at how you can turn a blog into a money-making business. It's time to make money. You have all the pieces of the puzzle to create a successful blog. You know how to choose a topic, produce pillar content, collect email subscribers, and get published to build an audience. The final step is to reap the rewards of all this work, to produce an income and take home profits. Can blogs be a stable income source? If your first goal is to create enough income from blogging so you can quit your day job, then you must aim for stability through consistency. You have to feel confident that when you make $5,000 in a month, in all likelihood, you will make a similar amount or more next month. By establishing a dependable income source, you finally allow yourself to quit your job and break through that mental fear barrier. If your blog income is $300 one month, then $1,000 the next, 
then back to 500 the month after, you probably don't feel secure in your decision to drop the monthly paycheck from your job. You need to know that blogging is a real long-term income source. That's your first goal. However, and this is a key point that most professional bloggers don't consider, even if your income is stable, if you must post a certain amount of blog posts every single day in order to maintain your income consistency, you have just created another job for yourself. This is not business freedom, it is self-employment. Don't get me wrong, blogging as a job is a good one. I'm sure many people would gladly quit their day job to work from home writing blog posts for a living. That's not a bad situation, but for me it's not good enough. There is a reason why I use the following tagline for this blueprint. How to earn $5,000 to $10,000 per month from your blog working as little as 2 hours per day. I believe in creating a true blogging business that returns an income without demanding you write new blog posts every day, that works even when you are sleeping, that delivers a consistent income but which only requires 2 hours a day to maintain. Stable income not dependent on article volume was a consideration for me from day one of blogging simply because I did not want to blog from 9 to 5 like an employee. Almost all the bloggers at the time did this, or worse. They were not business owners, they were underpaid writers. You don't want to start blogging and find yourself in a situation where if you stop publishing new blog posts for a week or two, your income dries up. This is why I recommend you avoid the magazine model of blogging and instead focus on the expert model. The expert model uses a completely different monetization strategy I call the blog sales funnel, which we will look at later in the blueprint. But first, let's do an overview of exactly how blogs can make money so you know all your options. How exactly do blogs make money? There is one question I am asked more than any other, especially when I meet someone new at a party or event who does not work online. How do blogs make money? Most people assume that the answer is advertising. That's definitely the most common way to monetize a blog, but it's only one. There are actually three core strategies for making money from blogs. One, advertising. Two, affiliate commissions. Three, products and services. All methods of making money with a blog fall into one of these three categories. Advertising. You can charge money to place banner ads, text link ads, video ads, sponsored reviews, or native advertising, that's advertising that appears like content, on your blog. You can also tap into networks that find advertisers for you, but take a cut of your revenue as a finder's fee. Affiliate Commissions You earn a commission when you refer someone to another website using an affiliate link and that person makes a purchase. Commissions typically range from 10% to 50% depending on the product. Products and services. You create products or source them from wholesalers which you sell from your blog. Products can be physical or digital. You can also sell services provided directly by yourself or from your team. How I first started making money with my blog. When I started blogging, most professional bloggers at the time used Google's AdSense advertising system to make money. Many still do today. I tried AdSense and made about $1 a day, not exactly the best outcome. I quickly removed it from my site. I then moved on to selling banners directly to paying advertisers, a tactic I applied previously with other websites I owned before I started blogging. I charged $50 a month for a banner that appeared on every page of my blog. 
This worked well, so I quickly added more advertising options, including more banners and text link ads on my blog, and took on multiple advertisers. I also increased my prices as my audience grew. Within a year of blogging, I was making $1,000 a month from advertising. At the end of two years, I was making $2,000 to $3,000 a month, which continued on for many years after. In my first year of blogging, I also tried affiliate marketing. A person I respect, Perry Marshall, has an affiliate program that pays 50% commission on his various products. At one stage, Perry was running a special promotion on a $40 ebook plus CDs package. I decided to write a blog post about it and see if I could make some sales. Although I made zero sales the first few days, which made me feel quite depressed at the time, I did make a sale by the end of the week. I made a $20 commission, which turned into $200 commission by the end of the month as nine more sales trickled in. A few months later, I promoted a live event Perry was running with the entry price of $2,000 and affiliate commissions of $700. I was absolutely stunned when I received an email saying I had made $700. Then on the weekend, while out playing golf, I received another email notifying me of another $700 commission. I was hooked. Although affiliate commissions were not as steady as advertising, the income was usually greater. Many years later, after growing my audience and email list, I ran a promotion for a course by Rich Sheffrin. After writing a couple of blog posts and about five emails to promote the opening over the space of two weeks, I made 34 sales. This resulted in a $34,000 commission check sent my way. How amazing is that? However, Despite how good advertising and affiliate income have been for me over the years, nothing compares to how much I have made selling my own products and services. I've made over a million dollars thanks to blogging, and close to 80% of that income has come from sales of three courses I created, two on my own and one with a partner, Gideon Shalwick. Without offering my own products, I'd be doing okay as a blogger, but I wouldn't have the kind of freedom that comes from when you earn enough money from your blog to pay off your entire home loan within two years, to travel the world for eight months, or to give money to your family. That's true financial freedom, and that's what I want for you. The Blog Sales Funnel The core strategy I use today to sell my products and services is called a Blog Sales Funnel. The blog sales funnel is a process where you capture attention with the blog, funnel some of those people onto an email list, and then sell a range of products and services to them. You can use this model to sell affiliate products too. Advertising is also an option as your blog grows. However, since I know you have the best chance to build a stable, reliable, and consistent income stream from selling your own products and services, I am going to teach you this strategy. Money while you sleep. What's great about the blog sales funnel model is how highly leveraged and automated it is once fully set up. You can literally make thousands of dollars while you are sleeping because your blog and email list are doing all the work for you. Your blog is always on so you can always reach people. Your email list is automated so people receive the email sequence automatically. Your products are sold online, again completely hands off for you once set up. The entire process can be automated. However, for you to reach that point, you have to understand how a blog sales funnel works. So let's break that down first. What is a sales funnel? 
A sales funnel is a model for marketing products and services. It was around long before the internet, but happens to apply really well to digital business. The reason why it's called a funnel is because you move people through it from top to bottom. In our case, as bloggers, people start at the top of the funnel when they first discover your blog, read your free content, and then subscribe to your email list. When they buy a product, they move further down the funnel. More products are offered at increasing prices as the funnel goes down until you reach the very bottom where your highest price products are, bought by a small group of customers. What's important is you understand the psychology that governs why the funnel concept works. There are two key concepts you need to know. One, it is much easier and cost-effective to sell to your existing customers. To get someone to buy something from you for the first time is the hardest sale you will make. People who have already bought something from you have experienced your product quality, they trust you, and have demonstrated their level of interest goes far enough that they will spend money on what you offer. 2. Your profits are made from a small group of hyper-responsive customers, the raving fans. If you want to make a stable income from your business, it's not going to come from selling low-priced ebooks, the products at the top of the funnel. It's going to come from a small number of customers who buy all your products, especially the highest price ones. The purpose of the sales funnel is to graduate people from first discovering you to buying your lower-priced entry-level product to buying your more comprehensive and thus higher-priced products. Your first offer, the research product. If you are not sure exactly what your audience wants and you are still developing your expertise, then before you go and spend time creating a product that may not sell, you should first create what I call a research product. By research product, I mean the product is designed specifically to help you learn more about your customers. This is also the quickest income stream you can create. You can literally set this up tomorrow. So what is this amazing first offer? Private coaching. Private coaching, or sometimes called consulting, is a brilliant research product. You offer to help your audience solve their problems via a one-on-one conversation over Skype or the phone. To begin with, if you are just building your expertise, start with a lower price. I recommend $49 an hour. I wouldn't go much lower than this or people won't see you as a credible coach. If you are worried you're not good enough yet to charge money for coaching, remember there are always beginners who know less than you do. I suggest you aim to get at least 10 one-hour sessions done. Make sure you ask open-ended questions like, what is your biggest frustration? And what have you already tried to solve this problem? These coaching conversations will help you learn exactly what your audience is struggling with, where they are going wrong, and how you can help them. Once you have done this kind of research, you will know exactly what to put in your first digital product. What products sell best? The following product formats are best sellers. Pay particular attention to the pricing points. Certain formats should be lower priced and others higher. Ebooks, short audio courses, or video or webinar programs. Priced under $50, a one time fee. This is your first product, often called a front-end or entry-level product. These products usually focus on just one aspect of your overall subject. You go deep into that one subject in the product 
but it's not comprehensive like a course. Long term, you should create several lower priced products to meet the needs of different subgroups in your audience. However, I suggest to begin with, work on just one key low price product, then move to more comprehensive higher price products so you can ramp up your profits. Low price subscription, under $30 a month. This is an entry level subscription product, often charged monthly. It might be a series of audio interviews or a paid email or print newsletter or basic training video series released over time called a drip release. This product is often positioned as an upsell to the entry-level front-end product. This means customers are offered this product as they go through the checkout process for the first product. It's like, would you like fries with that? It is designed to increase how much you make from that first purchase. Flagship training course, $299 to $2,997 one-time fee with payment plan options. This course is comprehensive, covers all aspects of how to solve a specific problem and guides people through a step-by-step process. The course centers around a series of modules, usually presented as videos and or live webinars. It can also contain checklists, transcripts, interviews, question and answer, teleconference calls, critiques, anything that enhances the value. Group coaching membership site from $97 a month to $997 a year. This is your second level subscription product and often your greatest source of consistent cash flow. Group coaching programs revolve around some kind of live online forum or group community or regular group coaching calls. Group coaching is not a structured course. You offer people the chance to communicate with you directly in a group environment. A live workshop or conference from $497 to $4,997. A live in-person workshop is a great way to not only make money, but get paid to create your flagship course. The video recordings from live workshops you teach can be used as the core modules of your flagship course. Private one-on-one coaching, $49 per call to $10,000 per year. I currently charge $497 for a one-hour private coaching call. I've also done three-month and six-month private coaching programs for $5,000 and $10,000 respectively. How much you charge and what you offer is directly proportional to the outcome you can deliver. If you offer someone the support to get out of $10,000 in debt, that's worth paying $1,000 for. Price is always relevant to value, so don't be afraid to charge what you are worth. Physical products and software. From $10 to $10,000, one-time or subscriptions. Physical products can slot into virtually any position in your funnel, but more often than not, sit at the top as low-priced entry-level products or low-priced subscriptions. If you have a software service, you can charge a monthly fee. That can be your main income source from a blog. You can create tiered levels of service and bundles to create higher-priced options. You can also sell low-priced training products that lead into higher-priced physical products. For example, you can sell guides on how to fix a motorcycle and also sell the motorcycles themselves. Design your own funnel. You have literally an endless combination of products and services you can offer through your blog sales funnel. Your initial focus is to rapidly create your first profitable funnel that sells your first product, which can be a research product. 
As part of your initial blog strategy session, you should plan out your first basic funnel, including one, the blog content you create that leads people to two, a specific email sequence designed to sell people your three, first entry-level product. This is a strategic process. You have to connect the dots and guide people with your blog and email content to your product. Why most blogs fail. I've given you the tools to become a professional blogger. Before I end this blueprint, it's important to highlight the main causes of blog failure. Understand these pitfalls and you have the power to move beyond them in your own blogging career. 1. Do not be motivated only by money. If you just blog for the money, you will give up long before you have a chance to make any. Focus your motivation on enjoying the process of blogging about a topic you care about and helping others who share your interest. 2. Do not start a blog about making money if you never have. For your blog to succeed, you need some form of credibility. You don't need qualifications. What you need are results. No one will read a blog about making money if you never have. No one will trust a fat loss expert who is still fat. You don't have to be the leading expert or have university qualifications, but you do need some kind of result to talk about on your blog. 3. Do not choose the wrong niche. This is by far the number one reason why blogs fail. No matter how good your work ethic is or your strategy or your content, if you're in a niche that won't support a blog, you can never make it work. You need a hungry audience who are actively seeking the information you provide. 4. Do not start too many blogs or projects at once. Do not start more than one blog at a time. Focus is key. You only have so much time and resources to go around, so do not divide it across multiple projects. You can move on to new projects only when your current blog is up and running without requiring much maintenance. And 5. Blogging is not easy money. Many people start blogs thinking that with an hour or two a day of work, they can become famous and earn several thousand dollars a month or more. I advocate part-time blogging for a full-time income, but that is not an overnight outcome. If you think it will happen to you within a week, a month, or even six months, you're going to be disappointed. It takes work, especially at the start, to build a successful blog, but the rewards make it worthwhile. Do you have enough information to succeed? You are almost finished the Blog Profits Blueprint. I hope you can see now how blogs make money and are excited about your possibilities. As you consume all this free information, you have to ask yourself, are you actually moving closer to your goals? This Blog Profits Blueprint contains the core strategies and tactics necessary to become a professional blogger, yet most people who read this document or listen to the audio version will never realize a full-time income from their blog. Why is that? Why is there so much free information online about making money from blogs and online businesses, yet only a very small percentage of people actually make it work? Most bloggers consume so much information that they become paralyzed and end up creating nothing or apply things so haphazardly that their results are also equally random. This fuels their dissatisfaction and sense of hopelessness. Information overload is a plague online and I know firsthand how bad it is. You very likely experience information overload every single day. 
There is a never-ending supply of information coming from the millions of blogs, social media, video sites, podcasts, and other media pumping out content 24 hours, 7 days a week. It is difficult to know who to trust and what to do, but there is a relatively simple solution. Here's what works for me. You must screen out excess information that is not related to your current goal and directly tie consumption of information to performance. Avoid consumption of content that is for entertainment or only generically helpful. Study specific solutions for your specific problems and immediately create output based on what you learn. We act directionless because of a lack of clarity and purpose. Information overload contributes to this feeling. Information claims to solve our problems, so we consume it only to find more compelling information referenced within. The cycle only ends when you stop consuming and start focusing on action and output. Education alone is not enough. If all you do is read other people's success, advice, or experiences, you will never create your own success or have experiences to generate advice to give to others. Content consumption that is devoid of meaningful purpose is depriving you of your dreams. Determine your vision, sort out the steps necessary to get you there, and focus your energy on your immediate next step. Congratulations! Now get to work. If you listen to this blueprint because you're ready to commit to working hard to earn a full-time income from your blog, then your next step is to take any of the actionable ideas I presented to you and, yes, action them. If you need traffic, use the traffic techniques I listed. If you don't have quality content in your blog, produce pillar articles. If you have traffic but are not making real money, start planning a product. Pick one problem and focus on solving it. I hope this blueprint has been helpful and I wish you luck in your professional blogging journey. Would you like me to coach you? If all of this is overwhelming, you feel lost and you would like further help and a process to follow, I have a solution for you. The next level of blog training I offer is my blog mastermind program. It's a course that takes you through a step-by-step process to set up your own blog that consistently makes sales of products and services day after day, month after month. The entire purpose of the course is to hold your hand through every phase of setting up your first blog sales funnel. I walk you through the entire process, including strategies and tactics for choosing a topic, setting up your blog, building traffic, and creating an email list that sells. The program is based on what I did with my blog and what I have taught thousands of bloggers since 2007. Over 2,000 people have taken the course since I first taught it. The system works if you follow it through. And I'm not just saying that. You can take a look at all the successful case studies of graduates of the program and listen in as they explain how they set up their money-making blogs by going to entrepreneurs-journey.com forward slash success hyphen stories. A brand new blog mastermind. In 2014, I began teaching a brand new version of blog mastermind. I recreated the entire course from the ground up to make sure it is completely up to date for the current environment. I continue to update the program and teach new content live, answering questions directly from every new group of members. 
The course covers the core fundamentals, expanding on what you have just learned in this blueprint and offers more detailed steps to get you there. The program will help you break through information overload by presenting just what you need to know and do when you need to know and do it. If you enjoyed this Blog Profits Blueprint, then I know you will enjoy my coaching program. You can sign up for the next round of training and get more details about everything that is inside the course at www.blogmastermind.com forward slash sign up. Thank you for your attention. In a world where attention is a scarce commodity, I thank you for listening to this blueprint from start to finish. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the blogosphere. This is Yara Stark from entrepreneurs-journey.com and blogmastermind.com. Postscript. I'd appreciate it if you shared this blueprint with anyone you think could benefit from it. You can send them to www.blogprofitsblueprint.com or just forward the PDF or the audio MP3 directly through to them via email. Thanks again. Income Disclaimer. Throughout this blueprint, I have mentioned money I have made from blogging and quoted income others have made from their blog businesses. These are not typical results. These people work hard, service large markets, and are incredibly good at taking action. As with all businesses, there are no guarantees of a result. In fact, it's very likely you will not make a single penny from blogging. The great majority of blogs on the internet are not money makers. I hope, though, through resources like this blueprint and other training materials, you too can join us as a professional blogger, earning a good living from one of the most satisfying businesses available today. Just be sure to manage your expectations and be realistic about your goals. On page 84 of the text version of the Blog Profits Blueprint, you'll find the appendix, which lists various resources to help you with your blogging, including how to get your blog set up, where to find blog themes and plugins, email list providers, advertising networks, affiliate programs, and tools you can use for taking payment and delivering products. You can also find the other guides available from me, Yarrow, by going to www.ejinsider.com. All my coaching programs, e-guides, and courses are available there. I hope you enjoyed this Blog Profits Blueprint audio version. If you're interested in joining my course, again, the address is www.blogmastermind.com forward slash sign up. That's it from me. My name is Yara Stark, and I'll see you in the blogosphere. Bye-bye.